And after them, it's then going to go to Tony outside once again. So okay. it looks as though um, Connor has taken out a group of enemies. Um, but it also looks like Jack is under fire. And it seems as though there is one other uh, group of enemies that is outside as well. Uh, well, can I hit that group of enemies with a fireball without getting Jack in the in the crossfire? Yes, you can. Then I will just do that. <laughs> Fucking poor guy outside. This poor yeah. bastard. This is like <laughs> they're literally like in a war zone as like fucking artillery shells are being fired at them. The air sure. is acrid and smoky and burns to breathe. You keep getting sprayed in the face with something. You don't know yep. what. Uh-huh. And Gran uh... Grandpa, what's your worst memory? Oh, it's fire everywhere. They were, in the tra <laughs> they were everywhere. It was huge. Grandpa, uh, you weren't you weren't in the war. <laughs> yup. Ooh boy. <laughs> uh, so that's twenty three damage. Okay. Reflex so yeah, crap. you just. I'm gonna roll for their reflex saving throw. Okay. So uh, yeah, you just let off another fireball, and suddenly the air is filled with the sounds of screaming as all of these men are once again running out of this fireball, visibly on fire, rolling across the ground as fast as possible, and just basically weigh in for you know far more than they ever bargained for working with uh, for the McCarthy. Then it's gonna go back up to the top of initiative, and it's gonna go. Uh, well, actually, yeah, back to you, Franklin. Uh, Tony, one other thing that happens before you go is another fellow who is outside of the fireball, uh, basically, um, he slams the ground and rocks begin levitating in front of them. As he prepares to hurl them, suddenly there's another boom and another explosion of dust in his face, um, zeronium dust, and he staggers backwards as the rocks crash down to the ground once again. And then we're going to go back up to the top of the initiative. So, uh, Franklin, it is your turn. All right. Um, so with the hole made in the door by Quincy, am I able to, and since I basically have the nullify fall damage ability, am I able to get out of the elevator and close distance with uh, Spring Meadow? Absolutely you can. All right. So, yeah, uh, I am going. So, yeah, what Franklin does is that Quincy sort of like props the door open for him. And then Franklin kind of does like a run up onto the side of the elevator and then using his jump ability, shoots himself out like a cannon to sort of like move down the hallway at ludicrous speeds. Yep. Before and... moving up the spring meadow and then just dousing her in uh, and giving her a good spraying of the, uh, the Zeronium dust. Okay, so you race forwards towards spring meadow and as her eyes narrow, she brings her hands up and suddenly the concrete floor beneath your feet is cracking open and thorned vines are shooting at you, but you are leaping past one, then the other, basically going through this dizzying array of defenses before bringing up uh, the um, item that you have to aim almost 10 feet away from you. Yeah, and keep in mind, I'm not aiming for her, I'm specifically trying to douse her neck. <laughs> So for this, I'm going to ask that you make a ranged attack roll with disadvantage. Can I not just do the, uh, like, uh, wide spray? You could do the wide spray if you wanted, and that, um, I would say that the wide spray is less concentrated, but it would have a guaranteed effect to hit her. Well, wait, I, I think it would just be the power check again, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, Franklin Franklin knows his aim is shot, so yeah. he's just going to attempt to do the uh, the wider spray. Sure, go so ahead. So I'll roll for that. 
Oh, baby! That's a natural 20! Alright! So I think that's 27 with uh, the power rank intact. Okay, so that's a 27. And, um, so you aim it at her, and suddenly there is a cloud of shimmering mist that is, like, multicolored with all of the colors of, like, um, a gasoline rainbow. And it, and suddenly Spring Meadow is staggering backwards, coughing up a storm as all of the vines suddenly fall limp. Quincy, where you are in the elevator, it has stopped buckling as the plants suddenly go inert. Spring Meadow collapses to her knees, clutching at her throat, and suddenly, uh, Franklin, you can hear a sound like shattering glass as the collar that was around her neck just instantly dissipates. All right, and then Franklin is going to interpose himself so that I, when Spring Meadow collapses, she doesn't, you know, fall directly onto the floor. Okay, so you uh, run forward and quickly catch her, uh, supporting her as carefully as you can. And she just looks up at you, her eyes uh, blurry uh, for a moment. <coughs> easy, what? easy. This is probably going to hurt something. And yeah, you pull her out of the cloud. And she's, oh, what? what? What's going on? I, I, don't, I don't understand. Long story. What do you remember? I, I remember. And suddenly, her, 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 like, her gaze suddenly sharpens for a moment. I remember. And then her expression just slowly turns murderous. I'm going to kill him. And before you can say anything else, Franklin, that is going to be the end of her, your turn. And then suddenly, there is a, another sound like a gunshot... And, um, you look up, Franklin, um, and, yeah, almost like in slow motion, there is a hand aimed directly at your face, and you, uh, duck off to one side, quickly peeling away from the blur that moves through the space where you once were, and Spring Meadow just screams, LOOK OUT! And then, reaching across the floor is somebody who you've never seen before. Like, he's kinda dressed in this, uh, like, dirty-looking jeans and a white t-shirt with a, uh, yeah, with sort of like this black leather jacket on. His skin is completely almost bone-pale, and he has, like, this, uh, messy mop of dark hair, and he's just watching you with this completely blank expression on his face. Um, his eye- his eyes blood-red, and only the barest hints of a pair of fangs poking out of his mouth. He's not an elf, is he? No. No, you, um, you're guessing pale skin, fangs? So this probably guy... just a vampire. Okay, got it. Uh-huh. That's what you're guessing. Oh, god damn it! I know who this is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey, uh... And yes, I did I... see your post, John, so okay. I'm gonna make a power check against this. All right. And the total for you was 27, correct? That is correct. Okay. Wait, wait, does he have to re-roll it every time, John? Yes, that's what I'd like to know. Uh, yeah, does... John, does it maintain the roll or does it roll again? I assume it would roll again against the new target, right? Uh, it's unclear because technically speaking, they don't expect you to create giant clouds of nullify effect in the game. Mm. Well, it sounds like they should have done their. They should have <laughs> thought about. We that found the, the edge game. case, everyone! Congratulations! Oh, I get on Chris. Then, what do you think? You should re-roll it. Um, I mean, the thing is, um, no. Well, I guess it would nullify his super speed. Actually, this might kill a vampire, considering that they are literally animated by magic. Well, to be fair, there are innate things that can't be nullified, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Don't, don't, yep. don't, don't certain powers have innate? Yep. 
Like, okay. uh, you, you can't hit a ghost with this and they'll explode, as far as I'm aware. Okay. It um, does not have effects in substantial. That is, is a flaw of the of the device. You have to be able to physically interact with the Zeronium in some way. Okay, I will say that because at, of the speed at which he was moving, the effect of the power is lessened, but at the same time, the fact that it was a nat 20 did have an effect. So he, um, despite the fact that he is turning to face you, uh, Franklin, suddenly his eyes go wide and he staggers to his knees, clutching at his neck as the collar begins to visibly flicker. It looks like it was weakened enough to, for him to try and fight back for control, but it may not have been enough to help him out fully. Got it. And then it's going to go to the uh, McCarthy men upstairs as... Uh, the one nearest to you, Adam, is going to uh, grow a razor-sharp pair of claws and is basically going to slash at you repeatedly. Whoa. Yeah. Um, your defense is 14, just to clarify? Yep. Okay. So, and your defense is 6? Sorry, my, you mean my oh, toughness? Oh, sorry. My your toughness. My mistake. Uh, let me check. Yes. Okay. So suddenly a razor sharp pair of claws rakes across your chest before you can react and blood is running down your front as you just clutch up at the series of four razor sharp um, slashes that have scored themselves uh, through your tactic. And as a result of that damage after your toughness, you take nine points of damage. Ouch. Yeah. And after that one's turn, it then goes to outside as the men are basically going to... Uh, two of them are going to launch attacks at Jack, but they're going to find their abilities nullified by his water wall, while the other one is going to run around to one side and is basically going to uh, draw... Well, he's going to make a motion as of drawing a sword out of midair, but it's going to be a sword made out of pure fire, basically, and he's going to slash at Jack. Okay. And Jack brings up his liquid sword to try and parry, and they engage in a fierce but frantic... Um, very brief sword fight, and then the man brings it down with an almighty slash, and Jack is staggering uh, backwards with a burning uh, slash itched directly into the front of the bracer that he's wearing on his forearm. And as a result of this, he now has, well, uh, definitely less HP than he did at the start of the fight. Uh, he's looking a little winded and is uh, visibly panting as he's clutching at his arm. Then after the minions' turns, um, it is going to go to uh, Connor, who is going to run forward at one of the guys attacking Jack. Or first, he's going to make a check to pull himself free of the concrete encasing his ankles. And he is going to, yeah, use his... He's basically going to use his standard action to rip himself free. Then he's going to use the remainder of his movement to get into range of those guys and try to distract them from attacking Jack solely. And then, Adam, it's going to be your turn again. Okay. Hmm, so did Thalester totally deal with one of the goons? It looks like it, yes. It looks like it. Okay. All right, uh, then I'm just going to focus on this uh, last guy. Okay. Uh, he has earned my ire, and he has myth abilities, which means it's time for me to stop pulling my punches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, time so to hit you at Mach 6, dumbass! I mean, I can only move Mach 1, but I think that's fast enough. Oh, only Mach 1. Jeez, look at this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so still going for non-lethal. Uh, I might break a few ribs here and there, but but I'm not trying to kill him. Yep. Um, I, I am going to power attack. Uh, okay. Um, let's see, that's plus 
18 again. Okay. Uh, that's definitely a hit. Roll me some damage, please. Okay. Uh, all right. This is a lot more than before. Uh, <laughs> three. Oh, boy. Uh, that's uh, 33 damage. Okay. So here's what happened. So you just uh, get all of your vampiric abilities to the forefront. This guy's still grinning at you as uh, his claws are dripping with your blood. And you just see red as you blur um, in uh, out of existence for a moment. The next thing the guy knows, your fist is planted so far into his stomach that basically it's almost as if you can see the imprint of your knuckles from his back if he wasn't wearing a shirt. And he his eyes go wide, mouth open, spittle flying from his mouth, and as you complete your punch, he just goes flying backwards, hitting the side of one of these shipping containers, leaving a visible human-sized dent in it before falling to the ground in a completely unconscious. So after taking him out, Adam, uh, you still have a movement action. It's up to you how you'd like to use it. All right. Um, hmm. And with your movement action, keep in mind, you have vampire powers. This is one hell of a movement act. Yes, uh, yes it is. I think I should probably stay within the central area until Elizabeth is dealt with. Um, okay. So I'm not going to go too far, but I am going to go behind a shipping crate to try and catch my breath. Okay. Because now my, I, I have a minus uh, three to my defense because of the power uh -huh. attacks. I'm a little more vulnerable. All right. So... Um... You head behind a, a shipping container, and you see that uh, Thalestra is behind there, and it's actually her turn, as um, the guy who she's choking out has gone purple by this point, eyes rolling back into his head as there's foam at the corners of his mouth, excuse me, and she just drops the guy in an unconscious heat before quickly dusting her hands, then skittering out from behind to watch the fight going on between Elizabeth and Sophie, and quickly aiming her wrists, she launches a ranged snare attack that um, Elizabeth is able to dodge. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, Thalester's attempts to help the fight out did not do so well. This turn, that is. Then it's going to go downstairs, and um, Spring Meadow is going to launch a snare attack of her own against um, the person who's there with you, uh, who's the vampire who's fighting for control against the caller. So he's gonna make some checks, same as her. Okay, um, vines are bursting up through the concrete and wrapping around the vampire's limbs, and he's just forced down to the ground in a kneeling position, as basically he is fighting against both the vines and the caller simultaneously, uh, his eyes going completely red, but even as he's straining against it with his uh, vampiric might, uh, Spring Meadow is able to keep him locked in place. And then, uh, yeah, Jack is going to make a check as well. And yeah, quickly dashing past uh, the guy who was attacking him with the burning sword, he spins around and with a spinning slash of his sword, uh, gets the guy in the back of his legs. He collapses to the ground screaming, before uh, Jack then uh, brings his uh, sword back and with the hilt, clocks the guy over the back of the head and he falls forward to the ground and then unconscious. Then it's gonna go to Quincy's turn again. Okay. <clears throat> so I gotta punch this vampire then. You do. Okay. I, I gotta, I just gotta. <laughs> I just gotta. <laughs> I, I gotta punch this vampire. All right. 
Um. If you can hit him with that paralyzing punch, it'll make knocking the collar off him a hell of a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Does a 19 hit him? Um, yes, it does. Uh, if he is snared on the ground like this, it does absolutely. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, rank 7 paralyze effect. Uh, I believe he has to make a reflex save. Okay. Let me just double check the description. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Will saving throw. I always, I'm always confused why it's a will saving throw. Hmm. It turns out that if you think really hard, your mu you can just tell your muscles no, and then they'll relax. <laughs> See those uh. videos of people being tased and like not being affected? They just have really <laughs> strong wills. Well, because yeah. they were on drugs or anything. <laughs> so, I, so you could just put an put put the um, power mod fire. Yeah, yes, I know. Play. I could change it, but I have I didn't. So, <laughs> okay. all right. And what is the DC for seventeen? Uh, um, uh there will. Uh, I believe it's per rank, so it should be 17, yeah. Okay. Um, alright. So, yeah, basically with a 17, you are able to basically... Uh, how, uh, much, how much did he fail by? Um, he failed... He he failed by only uh, two, I guess. Okay, so it takes a minute, minus one on attack rolls, defense, and reflex saves. Okay. And moves at half speed. Okay, so... Yeah, uh, describe your stunning punch. Oh, okay. Well, while he's, like, focused on Blackboard, they're having their little interaction, which just, like, walks up behind him and then, like, looks, like, he's, like, looks at, he, he takes a second to, like, look at the guy's back and then just, like, does, like, one, two, three, uh, stabs with his fingers, right? At, uh -huh. um, in the guy's vertebrae. Okay. Um, well, he's, so... like, thrashing around in the vines, too. So it's just, like, yes. and he just, like, gets locked down. Yeah. Yeah, so he goes rigid as you do this, then begins fighting back against the vines just as hard as before. But nevertheless, it does seem to be a little more... He does seem to be more sluggish with his movement. And after you do this, uh, Quincy, it's going to go back upstairs to Elizabeth's. So after seeing that um, Thalestra tried to snare her, uh, suddenly um, Elizabeth, like she lands on the ground and suddenly you can see uh, her throat vi begin to visibly tense Adam. And then she inhales deeply and then lets out the loudest scream you have ever heard in your life as it seems like the entire world begins to vibrate and it's like somebody is driving a pair of red-hot nails into your eardrums. So I'm going to ask you to make a... Uh, yeah, I'm going to ask you to make a fortitude save. Well, glad I put points into this. Hmm. Okay, uh, not great. That's a hmm. 10. Okay. So uh, what is your what are your hit points right now, Adam? Uh, 13. 13, okay. All right, so... As a result of this, um, yeah, basically, um, you are clutching at your ears, as is Thalestra, as is Sophie. All three of you are basically staggering, um, hands on the sides of your heads as the world is vibrating, and you can dimly see glass shattering as your vision begins to go red. You think some eye, uh, some blood vessels in your eyes might be bursting, and then as when the sound fades away, you bring your hands down coated in blood as you have taken after your toughness score you've taken another eight points of damage bringing you down to three hit 
Uh, five hit points, but yeah, that's rough. Mm, uh, five hit points, thank you. Um, so yes, and it looks as though uh, both Thalestra and Sophie took some damage from that as well, so... Just a moment, please. I'm calculating current stats. All right. Then after that for you, Adam, uh, it is, or after her attack, it's then going to go back to Sophie, who's going to, well, continue attacking Elizabeth because fuck this person who kidnapped her friend. Okay, and all right. And Elizabeth is basically suddenly grabbed by Sophie, who begins spinning around at high speeds until she is literally a blurring top. And then suddenly um, there is a far off sound of an impact as Sophie has basically spun around at the speed of sound and then let go, leaving Elizabeth free to crash through the walls like a cannonball and into a hallway on the far side of the room. And yeah, Sophie immediately blurs after her with a growling roar and it looks as though the fight is continuing uh, in on the other side of the warehouse. Then it's going to go back to Tony, who is outside. <laughs> Tony's just like looking like which spot is not covered in fire right now. Okay. Well, Tony's more looking at which is there a, a, a place to put a fireball that won't get uh, Jack and Connor also. Um, at this point, it's cut like doing something like that would be kind of like doing precision work with a chainsaw. Like, yep. Yeah. Okay. This you might need to be a bit more delicate right now. Okay. So he's just gonna have to wade in there with this big old hammer. It sounds like. Uh, well, uh, Tony has another new trick that he can pull out. So he's going to uh, pocket his forge. Um, because... <laughs> Looney Tunes style pulls a big pocket out and drops an anvil yeah. into it. So, I just think yeah. it's more like Animal Crossing. Like he grabs it and it suddenly just turns into like a tiny hammer and he puts it in his pocket. Mm. Uh, and then he pulls out the truth orb. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I will make a, um, uh, so, uh, I will just target somebody in range. It is a, um, uh, it is a, uh, range sense attack. Uh, so, uh, they, I don't even have to roll the hit. Uh, and then they need to make a, uh, will save against, uh, uh against seven teams. I have a question. Is this a selective attack or does it affect everybody? It is a selective attack. It is not, uh... Unlike the the, uh, the the truth part of the truth orb, uh, this one is actually more of a, a uh, line of sight, uh, like, ranged attack. Gotcha. Okay. Um, um, yeah. So, uh, you bring out the orb, and as its glow begins to wash over everybody, the guys who are fighting, yeah, turn to look at the source of the light, and all eyes fall upon the orb. So, they have to roll a will saving throw? Yep. Okay. And what is the DC for this? 17. Um, yeah, they, yeah, I rolled a 17 and they have a plus one modifier, so they beat it, but barely. All right, then they so, are not confused. Yeah, so there are two guys there. Uh, one of them uh, who's just, what the, and then he immediately looks away like sensing. And so, oi, Jimmy, don't look at the bloody light, man. It's gonna suck you in. And then uh, the other one's like, oh my goodness, what is that? the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And so, Jimmy, no! And the, his buddy runs over, grabs his head, and wrenches it away. And so, so, look at me, man. Look at me. We gotta do this for the boss, man. And so, right, right. Uh, I'm sorry, Ralphie. I don't know what I was thinking, man. And so with that, uh, the fight continued. Uh, uh, I, I I, will also have, uh, Tony will also move 30 feet closer. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, you, Using uh, the orb, casually yeah. approach the target. <laughs> so you race around the cloud of fire from before and run up to the boat. Uh, then it's going to go back to Franklin's turn. All right. Um, so question, John. The, like, area spray is a power effect. What does the, um, like, precise precision mode do against the caller? How would that work? Is it the same thing? Uh, yeah, so the, um, the, the precision mode is a, um, is a, it'll, it's actually a melee attack roll. Oh! Uh, because it's not ranged, um, uh, it's, uh, actually a, uh, so it's a, a touch effect, and the, um, and it is, uh, effortless, so you, so if it is of rank 7 or lower, uh, the effect is immediately dispelled, um, uh, and it offers no saving throw. Okay. Uh, so what so... you're saying is, if he make so basically, if he hits the target, it automatically works. Yeah, uh, but it does have a 50% chance of, uh, of overloading the tank and spraying you with, uh, with a, a rank 7 nullify effect as well. So if you're, have any active <laughs> uh, thanks, right now. Thanks for, say, thanks for saying that before you fired it and not yeah, after. Yeah, no. Even though, <laughs> even though it would have been funnier if you had said it after. Yeah. Um... And just to clarify, this happens every time you use the precision effect. Uh, the 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 high-powered one that 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 is almost guaranteed to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there a non-high-powered one that doesn't have a chance of blowing up in my face? Yeah, that's a ranged attack. Okay. One sec. I'm just gonna make some rules in the background. Uh oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> nothing to worry about. Basically, just um, far uh, several blocks away. Um. A seemingly innocuous car uh, suddenly is filled with the shouts of uh, filled with panic shouts, and so, "Oi, bitch! What the hell's going on with that? Oh no, no, man! The whole thing just blew up in my face! <laughs> oh, it tastes like pennies, it does." All right. Um. Right over here. All right. Um. So the ranged attack, then, that is, uh, is that the same thing? It just doesn't oh, blow up. Sorry, no, no. It's not a fifty percent chance. It is a, uh, if you uh fail your your touch attack. Um, oh, if you fail the touch attack, or you, or the effect is actually too powerful for the, for the precision mode to, to overcome, it will backfire. That's ah, okay. Oh, okay then. Uh, I take back what I just Alright. And then there's a, a ranged mode that basically is a ranged attack and works the same way, just without the chance of failure? Uh, no, it, it's still, uh, it is a ranged attack, it... And you, it's basically a single target version of the, the area. Oh, the spray. Okay. Of the um, spray, but it also uh, has one rank of accurate on it. Um, yeah, then uh, Franklin isn't exactly going to take any chances. He's going to do the spray, but he's basically just going to, like, spritz it underneath uh, Boris's neck. Okay. Trying to keep it from, like, doing a huge goddamn cloud again. All right, so you're going to go... F okay, so... All right, so John, um, is this the precision mode that he's using for the melee version? No, this uh, is the uh, the area specifically. That you you can't you can't not use the area. That's it's a it's a flaw. It's a design limitation. You have if you're gonna use the area, it it's gonna be oh, a it has to be radio cloud. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, then if that's the case, um, uh, what are the odds that the like mind control effects are less than rank seven? Wait, isn't rank seven like the max value for myths in this campaign? For every myth that you've encountered so far. I don't like that so far business. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll attempt just the regular range attack, not the, um, 
the super powered one, just the the regular range attack. Okay, roll me, please. Uh, that is thirteen plus seven. Is the power rank? That's twenty. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's going to hit. And just double check. Um. John, uh, for something like this, um, would the uh, would the vampire be able to roll a check to oppose the power check, or is this the effortless one you talked about? No, this is not this, the effortless one. This is not effortless. So it is okay. a an opposed. So it's a ranged attack roll with a yep. plus two bonus from the the gun being accurate, uh-huh. and then uh, an opposed powers check for the nullify effect going off. All yeah, right. So DC seventeen. Okay, that. That is not a 17. So basically you aim it at uh, the vampire's neck, pull the trigger, and immediately the collar lights up. It begins glowing once again, and the vampire is just growling through uh, his fanged mouth. And then suddenly his neck tenses and the collar just shatters, sending uh, shards of red glass flying through the air before they disappear. And the vampire immediately collapses forward, panting heavily. And so, oh, yes, I'm going to, ah. Worst uh, date ever. Uh. Boris, I presume. Well, and he kind of looks up. How do you know my name? <sighs> Friends with Sophie. Uh, you're going Sophie. to probably be feeling the effects of the geas for a bit, so I don't recommend you try anything too strenuous. Wait, wait. Uh, hold on. Something I need to take care of first. And so he kind of concentrates. And up above, on the upper floor, Adam, as you're watching, um... There is another series of blurs between Sophie and Elizabeth, but then suddenly Elizabeth is stumbling forwards with a panicked yelp, like moving at normal human speed as she sprawls forward and slides across the floor. And then she slowly gets to her hands and knees looking down at herself, then back up at Sophie with a suddenly panicked expression on her. Back back downstairs, uh, Boris. Uh, There we go. Just had to take care of the little something. But <laughs> uh, that bitch is in it for a rude surprise. Yes, your uh, unintentional pact with Miss Chambers. I ah. heard the reports. Yes. Well, after this, we're going to talk about our relationship. Well, before that, um, yeah. we need to do so. We need to make sure that all the other myths in here are uh, freed from the various. From I'm assuming this imperious Rex fellow that had oh, yeah. you and the Dryad under his control. Ah, I see. Well, uh, well, you'll be needing some assistance in this matter. How fighting shape? How much of a fighting shape are you? <laughs> it's not about how my fighting shape is. It's about how pissed I feel. Right. You can assist us. No murders. Keep them alive. That sort of thing. Spring Meadow, from the sounds of things, it didn't sound like you were too keen on leaving. And uh, she just looks at you. I'm not going anywhere. Well, same rules apply. Come on, then. We have myths to save. All right, so with that, uh, Spring Meadow just dismissively waves her hand, and the vines immediately uh, fall off of Boris, who just slowly gets to his feet and just begins stretching with a series of audible cracks in his elbows and neck. And meanwhile, after your turn, Franklin, uh, let's go back up to the top. So it's going to be the two minions who are in the parking lot with Connor, Jack, and Tony. So let's see. So I'm going to say that they're looking around at the three of you, the burning clouds, the truth orb, 
and one of them is going to look directly into the truth orb. His eyes go wide for a second, and he just says, um, buddy, I don't think I want to fight anymore. And his buddy's like, what, what do you mean? So it's like, honestly, our odds aren't looking too good. I think that maybe we should call it in while we have the chance. And his buddy's like, ah, and then he's just looking around and he sees you, Tony. And are you going to do anything to try and convince this guy that maybe surrendering is their best option? Well, you see, Tony has the truth orb in one hand. Yeah. But the other hand is holding his hammer. Yeah. And? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look inside yourself. You know you cannot win. So so Tony will, will just will just uh, lift the hammer and say, Zeronium tip. If you take any... Uh, if you're using any myth powers to keep yourself from uh, taking too much damage, it won't work. Ah, uh, well, I suppose we're right, fuck, then. Alright, well, we've had a good run, buddy. Uh, and with that, the both of them kind of just kneel on the ground and put their hands above their heads. And then uh, we're going to go back inside. Adam, it is your turn once again. Sophie is advancing on a... a panicked looking but not quite out of the fight elizabeth who's glaring back at her despite her obvious and what are you gonna do okay uh is it clear to me what's happened um it looks as though um like one second elizabeth was running at over a thousand miles an hour the next um she's bit it's like somebody tied her shoelaces together hmm okay uh Hmm. I want to be um, absolutely sure. Could I maybe make an eerie check to see if I can tell if she's... Uh... Uh, yeah, you can do an eerie or an empathy check or a perception check. Any one of those would work. For oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll do perception then. That's Sure. That's my highest. Uh, okay, that's a 21. All right. Um, You can visibly see, like, your eyes focus on her mouth for a moment, and where there were fangs a moment ago, they are receding back into normal human canine. Hmm. Now that's very interesting. Okay, uh, Adam is going to take advantage of this, uh -huh. um, and he is going to step out from behind the crates and drop his disguise. Okay. And he's going to pull out his uh, badge. All right. Uh, and advance towards Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth Chambers, you are under arrest. Uh, okay. Uh, this is Inspector Lavender of the uh, Mythos Unit. You can come quietly with us, or we can... Uh, use whatever force is necessary to detain you. Oh, and he's just going to give her the spiel. Uh, we know that you have been keeping myths uh, under lock and key. We know that your organization has kidnapped uh, a, a child. Uh, things aren't looking so good for you. There are more of us infiltrating the facility. I think it would be within your best interest to, to surrender now and do it so peacefully. Um, it, Would you like to use your turn to make a diplomacy check? to try and convince her to stand down. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to say that as you do this, um, suddenly there is a sound like a burst of webbing that suddenly impacts the ground all around her, and Thalestra is also stepping out from behind uh, one of the crates, and she just says, it would be in your best interest, Ren. So I'm going to say that both her and Sophie will aid you in this, Adam, and you can make this diplomacy check with advantage. Oh, great. Look, you either deal with the cops or you deal with the coked-up vampire and the spider lady. The coked-up yeah. vampire with a grudge. Like I said, any necessary force. And Sophie is just cracking her knuckles, her pupils pinpricks, 
and she just whispers, please say no. Uh, okay, well, the advantage worked out really well for me. I got a 25. Okay, and Elizabeth just, it looks like she's about to, um, like, maybe spit on the ground for a moment, and then she just visibly deflates, and she's just, <sighs> fine. I, I, I have enough sense to know when I've lost, I suppose. And All right. And she just, uh, in a huff, just um, uh, sits up on her bum and just draws her knees up to her chest. Uh, I'm just going to turn to Thalestra. I assume you can take care of uh, detaining her? Naturally. And with this, Thalestra immediately begins webbing her up and just... Uh, Elizabeth suddenly lets out a shriek as she is turned into a cocoon. Excellent. Okay, uh, and uh, last thing I do for my turn, Adam is going to turn towards Sophie... Uh, I, I'm sure you noticed, but she seems to have lost her packed abilities. I think it's safe to say that uh, Franklin has found and released Boris. <gasps> and Sophie suddenly uh, has a look of pure relief and joy on her face. And she says, you, you really think so? Yes, yes, I do. I think uh, we should go down and check, though. Yeah! And so with that, she immediately uh, blurs from sight. And suddenly there... Down below, Franklin, Quincy, the both of you see some blurs of movement, and suddenly the vampire who's there is bowled over and slides around the ground. There is a smaller shape clutching him that just lets out the loudest, Boris! And, and he, oh, jeez, oh, is that you? And just, oh, God, you have no idea how worried I was about you, you fucking idiot! And so, yeah, it looks as though, uh, bit of a reunion is taking place between the two of them as uh, Boris just reaches up and ruffles uh, Sophie's uh, short blonde hair. Jesus. <laughs> you should have known. I was both through in the end. And with that, though, I am going to say that this fight is over up here. So those of you who are still on the battlefield, uh, what are you going to do in the aftermath of, the, of this combat? Uh, so that's me and Quincy, is that right? Uh, yeah, um, Adam, yeah, you are upstairs. Thalestra is still wrapping up Elizabeth even more securely than before, and she just simply says, Try to break out, and I will break you worse than I did your table. <laughs> oh, yeah, the table. I forgot about mm -hmm. that. <laughs> and you just, uh, and Adam, you just hear muffled screaming from inside the cocoon. Uh, mm -hmm. Screams of rage, that is. Okay. Um, but yeah, meanwhile, um, outside, uh, Tony, you are with uh, Jack and Connor as the two of them are basically handcuffing all of the people over there. And as you turn around, you can actually hear some car tires screech from outside and Fitz and Pepper hop out and are uh, running over to you guys. And so, oh, blimey. Well, that was a nice bit of a shooting gallery, if I do say so myself. Uh, nice job, everyone. So, uh, uh, under the impression that we do not have enough handcuffs, uh, Tony is actually smithing manacles. Okay. <laughs> Stocks. <laughs> uh, and yeah, no, he's actually stocks. gonna, like, chain all of the manacles together, so that, like... Ooh, chain, chain gang, gang Chain gang, chain gang! Yeah, and, 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 you know, but doing it at, like, lightning fast speed, so... <laughs> Yeah, he hits the hammer and a pair of manacles just flies out of the forge, wrapping around some guy's wrist. He's like, what the? Yeah, so Jack and Connor are looking at the building and they turn back to you, Tony. And Jack just says, um, well, I don't think that uh, uh, there's a chance that they might be needing more help inside. Uh, Tony, uh, what's the plan here? 
Uh, so Tony will will hand uh, Jack and Connor all of the manacles and say, uh, uh, I will go in. Uh, I am right. the least injured of the three of us. Meh. Uh, uh, make sure that uh, none of these uh, men get away. Uh, right, and... we'll keep an eye on them out here then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Tony will uh, pick up his uh, forge and anvil. Uh, yep. Head into the, the building. Okay, uh, yeah, Connor just gives you a firm nod of respect as uh, Fitz and Pepper get on the radios and begin phoning Scotland Yard to come with immediate backup to arrest the... And meanwhile, inside, Adam, uh, you can see that Tony is coming in through the doorway. Tony, it looks as though uh, several... Um, yeah, it looks like a, a hurricane uh, went on in here. But uh, Thalestra is nearby with a very large cocoon, and Adam is looking bloody, but um, still alive and looks as though they've won. Yeah, definitely worse for wear, but, you know, got the satisfaction of a job well done. Hmm. Uh, were you able to find uh, Finn McCarthy? No, uh, but I uh, haven't been beyond this part of the warehouse. I believe uh, uh, Blackmore and the others are below through the freight elevator. All right, uh, I will go join them uh, until the until Finn McCarthy is uh, captured. We can't be sure that the fighting is over. Agreed. Okay, and Adam, what are you going to be doing? Oh man, I mean, Adam is going to follow, but he's going to stay back um, because he is pretty badly hurt. He doesn't want to get into a fight unless he absolutely has to, but he, he's going to come with uh, Tony because he, okay. I mean, we don't know how many myths are being held captive. We're going to need all, all hands on deck to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, um, just so you know, uh, Tony does have Interpose, so uh, if you mm -hmm. just stay next to him, he, he, will, he will meet S.H.I.E.L.D. for you. Oh, great. Okay. So, Adam, you and Tony uh, head off to the elevator, um, and uh, Thalestra is still humming to herself as the cocoon go grows ever larger. Uh, and so the two of you, um, yeah, so the elevator seems to be working again. I'll bay with some uh, groans and shrieks as it looks as though it is damaged enough to warrant repairs, but it still goes up and down at least. Uh, and so after a bit of a bumpy ride, the two of you go down and you see uh, Quincy and Franklin along with a dryad and Sophie who is uh, talking in hushed tones with another vampire. Spring Meadow, okay. I don't think you've met uh, the latest member of our team. Mm. Antonios Megalos, we all call him Tony. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Tony, you've seen this dryad around before. She's one of the handmaidens of Iris. Yeah, uh, Tony will give an, an, an appropriate level of bowing uh, to, to the handmaiden. Okay. Franklin uh, starts thinking, oh shit, was I supposed to bow? Ah, uh, it's too late now. Yeah, she uh, returns the bow, but a little hasty, as if her mind is elsewhere, right? Right. All right, well, I don't mean to break up the touching reunion, but there is still uh, an issue at hand. Boris, Spring Meadow, anything you can tell us about what we're going to face coming up probably would help. And at this, uh, Spring Meadow says... There are a lot of myths down below. Enough that, well, it'll, it'll almost be facing like some of the worst that Myth Town has to offer. And all of them are under the control of Imperius Rex. Thank and at this, uh, yeah, Boris, even with all of us here, it is going to be a hard fight indeed. Are they sentient or non-sentient or a mix of both? A little of column A, little of column B. Beasts and people alike. That's what I was afraid of. Right. Yeah. This device should be able to break the mind control effects, but netting them out of there is going to be a hell of a challenge. 
Is it just Imperius Rex down there, or is he backed up by anything else? He also has a Frost Elf down below with him. The two of them seem to be uh, working together, and uh, Frost Elf seems to be the one who is giving him many of the orders alongside Finn McCart. And at this, he seems to almost spit them. All right. Um, can you give us a layout of what this place looks like? You mentioned something about a below, but I don't see an... Uh, do I see, like, more floors going down uh, the elevator shaft? Um, you look at the elevator shaft, it doesn't seem to go down any further, but you do see that there is a hallway ahead, and, um, Iris actually, uh, she begin like, with the vines that she has, she actually begins growing them in a way that they begin forming a layout of the floor ahead, and you get, like, an idea of where everything is, but not the exact blueprints, because, right. you know, she's a dryad, she's not versed in architectural or engineering. But we get, so, like, a, a general map of the area. She gives you a general map of the area, exactly. It looks as though, down below, they have used magic and abilities to shape earth and concrete to basically create a whole bunch of cells, almost prison-style, with a main concourse that is attached to a nearby room, which is where the McCarthy family basically brews all of the super drugs that can give people myth-related abilities. Alright, I, I point to the, uh, the prison cells and say, how big is this room? Can you give me an estimate? Um... And uh, Spring Meadow says, It's very large indeed. They have absolutely made use of their magics to ensure that they can make um, as much room as possible for all of the mist that they have. They have a rock down there. And um, at this, you're uh, like, it takes a moment to digest the word, but then uh, she says, And not the type you're thinking of. This is the one that is spelled R-O-C. Oh. Quincy kind of pipes up. The big, the he makes like his arms wide. Oh, the big, the big bird. Um, uh, yeah. And at this, Boris nods. Yes, and not like Sesame's. Um, right. well, um, I don't think we should hold, um, uh, tarry much longer. Um, mm. there are people to save and myths to free. Right. Quincy, uh, back up the others in case they have to deal with Rex and this Frost Elf, who I'm assuming is Tamarel and McCarthy. I'm the um, one with the dispersal device. I'll try going around to the cells and at least getting the ones that are sentient out under the control. Hopefully, hmm. it doesn't take too long. Um, my focus will be on John Blackmore. Right. Just I be aware that... McCarthy. Lavender? Yes. Uh, I kind of point between, like, you know, team search and rescue and team fuck up Finn McCarthy. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, team search and rescue. Right. I feel like most of our heavy hitters are not us, actually, apart from yeah. Tony, right? Like, we've got Connor and both of the vampires uh, and even Spring Meadow are way more damaging than, like, me or yeah. even you. Um, yeah. you. At the moment, uh, Connor is not with you. He stayed behind with Jack to arrest everybody. Oh, yeah, At the moment, sorry. it is Spring Meadow as well as Sophie and Boris who are backing uh, the four of you up. Yeah, right. but, but those three are, I would call them heavier hitters than me at least. Maybe not Blackmore. So, uh, who's going to be The problem with me is I had to get in close to do that, and that's enough for Imperious Rex to go, I got you! Who's going to be on Team Search and Rescue, and who's going to be on Team Fuck em Up? So, uh, all right, me, Lavender, and Quincy will start getting, will start doing the rescuing of the cells. 
Sophie, Boris, Spring Meadow, if you could back up uh, uh, Tony here, that'd be greatly appreciated. And uh, Spring Meadow just has pure murder in her eyes as more vines begin to wrap around her limbs with anticipation. With pleasure. Remember, we do preferably want them alive, if need be. We are still officers of the law, even if we can't really officially deputize any of you. Well... We will do what we can, officer. Just remember that we can get right. Uh, Tony will will say, technically, due to the treaties, uh, there is no rules about uh, about Tim Tam. Sorry, it's Tem Tam Talar. Yeah. T T T. Yeah, Tem Tam Talar or the or, or Imperious Rex. Uh, the human laws. No. Have, when have you s- oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. Yeah. The the uh, Tony will pull up the book. There are no rules for how uh, for restraining how we engage with them and with this all under our laws not theirs um with this uh blackboard will actually snap at you and say no i need them alive they'll have information necessary to the smiley face killer we need that information Mm -hmm. so you need one of them if push comes to shove yes but i want at least one of them alive fair and with uh, this hmm. Yeah, uh, t- Tony actually isn't like doesn't really like want to murder these guys, but uh, he, he realizes that having having two vampires and a pissed off dryad holding back during this fight is probably not how how this fight is going to be won. Right. Well, with that understood, let's get moving. Okay. So with this, um, I will say that the seven of you, um, with all of you guys having traded in one group of allies for another, and uh, with a slightly different roster uh, assisting you as you begin heading down the hallway in anticipation of what is to come below, with Imperious Rex, Pentam Talar, and an entire menagerie of mind-controlled myths awaiting all of you. And I think that this is a good point to call it for tonight's session, so that next week we can uh, continue the fight uh, and wrap things up with a satisfying conclusion. But anyway, uh, thank you guys very much for listening in for this week, and hopefully uh, you'll enjoy yourselves next week. So until then, everybody, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay positive. Good night, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.